Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save time, money, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at renting DVC points and how DVC rentals can help you stay on-site at Disney World or other Disney properties, but save some money in the process. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you have any questions, topics you want us to cover, or trips you want to share, you can contact us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So today we are going to take a look at how you can save money on your Disney on-site stays using what is called DVC rentals. Um, so DVC stands for Disney Vacation Club, and it's essentially the timeshare for Disney. Um, and so we're not going to go too much into what that means. We really want to focus on how DVC members, not you, offer DVC rentals to people like you and me and Leslie, and that how we can save money on our Disney vacations using those. So Disney Vacation Club is limited to certain properties. Leslie, what are the DVC properties that exist out there? Yes. So it's most of the deluxe resorts have got a DVC component, sometimes in a sort of a separate built building. So we've, real quickly, we've got Animal Kingdom Villas, Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary, the Beach Club Villas, the Boardwalk Villas, the Villas at the Grand Floridian, Old Key West, Saratoga Springs. And then over at Wilderness Lodge, you have Boulder Ridge Villas and Copper Creek Villas. And then last but certainly not least, you have villas at the Polynesian, some of those overwater bungalows that we we all drool over. And there's two more coming. There's two more DVC resorts coming. Disney's Riviera Resort, which is opening later in 2019, will be a DVC resort. And there's one coming at Fort Wilderness uh, at some point beyond that. So a lot of choices for DVC properties and thus for rentals at Disney World, at least. So I've covered Disney World, Joe, but it's not just Disney World where these uh, DVC properties are located. Go over really quickly everywhere else in the world where people can find them as well. Yeah, so there's four other DVC properties. There's one at Disneyland, the villas at the Grand Californian. And by the way, I think it's just easiest to think of it as the hotel name. So when we say the villas at Disney's Beach Club, it's just the beach club, you know, for all intents and purposes um, when you're renting. So there's the Grand Californian at Disneyland. There's Alani in Hawaii, which is where I have experience renting DVC points. And then there are two Atlantic Coach Beach Resorts, which you can pretty much get whenever you want at Hilton Head and Vero Beach. Those are the uh, black sheep of Disney's DVC family. Oh, ouch, ouch. <laughs> but I mean, yes. <laughs> just by supply and demand, that's, that's how it is. That's true. I don't think we'll be seeing any more of those properties being built, but I, I kind of am hopeful that there might be like an Aulani part two at some point, but um, I don't know where, like whether it'd be on a Hawaiian Island or somewhere else. But anyway, yes, I, I too have experience renting DVC points at Aulani. Um, I did it about five years ago with before my, before my son was born and we took my daughter on a, a little bit of a baby moon at that point in time. So, so yeah, let's, Let's talk about some of the reasons people might might want to rent DVC points and maybe some of the pitfalls they need to, to be on the lookout for. 
Yeah, so before we get to that, I think the thing that always confused me before I did it was all this talk about points and DVC points. And I think it's a system that Disney implemented to make things just slightly more confusing so you don't really know how much money you're spending. But the way that it works is on any given at any given time of year, a certain room at a certain resort will cost a certain number of what they call DVC points. Um, and DVC owners receive like a bank of points to use. So a simple example would be, okay, a room at Beach Club is 20 points. I have 100 DVC points. And then so I can stay there for five nights. When we talk about DVC rentals, you are renting points from a DVC owner. And that's kind of how it works. So whenever we say DVC points, like that's kind of what we mean. And just think of points for all intents and purposes as money. And the more points it is, the more money it's going to cost you in the end. That's a good explanation. I mean, I, I guess those of you who do the frequent flyer miles and points game, it's it's kind of the same principle. It's that, you know, the points are, are, are worth worth so much and, and you get the value out of them. So, you know, you have to do the math to, to see how much uh, the cash equivalent is going to be. Exactly. So to me, I would say the first benefit uh, and the major benefit of renting DVC is you're going to save a little bit of money compared to renting a room from Disney at one of their hotels directly. No matter what you do, generally when you're renting DVC, the reason to do that is because you're saving money. What else do you have benefit-wise? So for me at Alani, one of the big things was saving on parking costs. That's actually something now that now that Disney World charges for parking at all of its resorts and uh, Alani always has that that's that's huge i mean that really can add up over the course of a of a week long stay and so dvc members and then people who rent from dvc members do not pay for parking at the resorts so consider that factor that into your overall cost savings as well and and i will say the savings built into the room rate maybe aren't as good as they were 5 years ago um when i first rented dvc points i mean this is becoming a more popular hack, and the more people are aware of it and trying to do it, that's driving up the cost of the points for everybody. But you know, remember all of the aspects of your stay. It's not just the room rate, it's the parking as well. Right, for sure. And then I would say a third benefit is when you think of timeshares, you think of larger suites, including kitchens and things like that. So a lot of these rooms that you're renting from DVC are these larger suites with kitchens, kitchenettes. And so- you're often saving money and getting a bigger room or saving money on a bigger room, which is great for like families of mine, families of five, or like we're doing in Aulani, you know, I'm staying with my parents in a two bedroom suite. So it's seven of us all together. Right. And I will add too when you're, you know, make sure you look really carefully at these room types because they are, they are different. Like a lot of the DVC villas have like a studio and sometimes that's more of a kitchenette than a real kitchen. So if it matters to you that you're going to have a range or something like that, you need to make sure you're really looking at the amenities and especially laundry. That's another one at, at Aulani. I know the, uh, the studios do not have laundry, but the one bedroom villas and larger do. And if you're going to have Sandy clothes for a week, that's, that's game changing too. Definitely. On the flip side, you know, when you're staying at a hotel, you're generally used to having housekeeping every day, but at DVC, it's only every three days. So you're not going to have the same amount of housekeeping because 
you know, it's like a timeshare. It's supposed to be kind of like your place, um, but they'll come in and change the trash um, every three days or so. Yes. So you have to be a little more vigilant about hanging up the towels. It's always a challenge with my kids, <laughs> but you know, you can always get more, but uh, it can get, it can get messy pretty quickly. Shake the sand out outside before you come in. Any other drawbacks? Yeah, the other drawback is there there are much stricter cancellation policies, especially when you're renting from someone. I mean, the policies can be pretty draconian and you really have to watch out for that. I mean, otherwise you can cancel your Disney hotel reservations just five days before your trip, but you're not going to have that same flexibility with DVC points. So if you're going to do this, you have to be really committed to the trip and be prepared for uh, whatever you're just going to eat if you do have to cancel if someone gets sick or something comes up with work, something like that. Any other pluses or minuses that we haven't talked about before we get to how to do it? I guess the other minus would be it can be a little confusing and intimidating, especially the first time. I mean, we're dedicating an entire podcast episode to it. So, you know, it's not, you know, I would say it's not for the faint of heart. Like it is going to, at least the first time you do it, it's not like the most intuitive process. Although like we'll talk about a lot of websites have made it a lot easier. Yeah, I totally agree. The first time I did it and it was definitely (laughs) scary, uh, you know, worrying about how this was going to work and was my reservation really made and, and all of that, but it all, it worked out in the end and we saved a ton of money. So I'm, I'm a believer. Yeah, me too. So let's get into the nuts and bolts. All right. So, so how, how did you do it at Aulani? Um, let's start with that when you uh, have been making your plans. Yeah. So I think the cheapest way to rent DVC is generally to rent through a friend. Let's just use the example I had before. Uh, I had a friend who between himself and someone else had access to say 200 DVC points. And I'm just making up the numbers. And the room that we wanted was 50 points a night. And so he was like, okay, so we'll book that for you for four nights and you'll pay us $15 per point. And so then you just do the math 200 times 15. Uh, what's that? $3,000 or whatever. Jeez. Anyway, um, so you can agree upon a rate with your friend. They rent you the points. They go through the booking. They put your name on it and everything. Like Disney is used to this. So like it's not like my friend booked it in his name and then put me on as a guest. Like it's my name, my kids' names, and my parents' names, and my wife's name. We're the ones on the reservation. So, you know, the friend goes through all of that and then, you know, I paid my friend you know, that was that. So I think you've rented through someone you knew before as well. I actually rented through someone I did not know, but I did rent directly from a DVC owner. There's a, a couple of, of chat uh, chat rooms or, or message boards where people do this. I went through a, a site called Mouse Owners years ago, and we found somebody who we trusted enough to rent from. And this this is definitely the riskiest proposition, I would say, because it always could be the fact that some, you know, somebody's impersonating somebody, you know, it's the internet. Um, you never know what you're going to get. But we actually rented from somebody where we could pretty much verify his identity. He was an attorney at a law firm in Chicago, and he was using his work email address. I mean, we could check him out that he was a real human being. And know who he was. And I think he was doing that purposefully. And there were repeat, um, repeat uh, renters, I guess, on on those boards as well. So people do get reputations, positive ones, and you can know to trust them a little bit more. But yeah, that's how we did it. And uh, we worked directly with him, just like, you know, you did through a friend. 
and he made the reservation for us in our name. And, you know, there definitely is a little bit of, of trust that goes along with this, but, but one thing that people don't have to worry about, there's, there's no problem on Disney's end, as long as the reservation is made. I mean, this is not a hack. This is not a going outside of the rules or the boundaries of what's to be expected. I mean, Disney, this is totally kosher in their book. So there's nothing to worry about on that front. Yeah. And so I would say the drawback for these peer-to-peer DVC rentals, whether it's with a friend or a stranger, is just with a stranger, obviously there's that level of trust. And then with a friend, you know, sometimes it can be tough doing business with friends. You're not sure what's the fair price. Um, And so, you know, I think you kind of have to have a, a general idea of what's fair so that no one's cheating each other. But other than that, you know, I think it's pretty straightforward and it's how I would prefer to do it uh, if possible. That's right. So, so for the more risk averse though, because we, we are always pushing the boundaries, Joe, of, of what people are comfortable with um, for the more risk averse, there are uh, brokers that do this for you and can uh, minimize some of the risk. What do you know about the, the brokers that are out there? Yeah. So there seem to be two main brokers that people use and recommend. The one is called David's, although the website is dvcrequest.com. The word David's is not in it. And then the other one is called DVC Rental Store. And both are, from what I can tell, very highly rated. They're both Better Business, they're both better business Bureau uh, approved and all that. My friend has rented from David's before. I think you'll see David's more on websites because David seems to have an affiliate program, if I'm being perfectly honest. Whereas, you know, I don't see DVC rental store as much on websites, but from what I've read on forums, I don't think it's because they're less reliable or anything like that. It just doesn't seem like they have an affiliate program. So um, I think both of those are brokers that you can be comfortable dealing with. So Leslie, tell us like, you know, when you're working with a broker, how exactly does that work? So you go to the website and it's a little bit different. I, I've spent more time on David's than I have on DVC rental store, just because that was the one I was aware of first. And, you know, you put in your dates and uh, David's, I believe, charges a deposit for you to check for availability. I think is, is that is that your understanding? Yeah. So I want to say David's is like a hundred and twelve dollar deposit just for checking for availability. If they don't find it, you get it back. But like you do have to pay some money up front. Right, right. I guess you have to have some skin in the game, but you're not out that money. Um, so, yeah, you just are putting in your your dates and they'll get back to you with availability and you know, it's really all over the map, depending upon how long of a trip you want and what kind of unit you want and the demand for that and which resort you want. Or do you have to have, you know, absolutely one resort that's going to make it much more challenging. But if you're at Disney World and you're willing to try many different ones, then the possibilities open up quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. So the there are some important dates that I guess people need to be aware of that when they're running DVC points that matter to the owners. So they matter to you. 11 months out is when DVC owners can make reservations at their home resort. So if you know that you want to have a specific resort and you need to find an owner who has that 11-month reservation priority, then that's a date you need to sort of have on your calendar as a renter. And then seven months out are when all the resorts open to everybody, regardless of home or not home resort. So those are kind of the timelines that you should be operating under as a potential renter. And then, yeah, home resort means like when someone buys into DVC, they buy into a certain resort. So like I bought into Bay Lake Towers at Contemporary, then I can 
book a room with DVZ points at contemporary 11 months out. Um, and so that matters, right? So when I was working with my friend, he was not a DVC owner in Aulani, which meant I had to wait till seven months out to book it. Whereas if it had been, well, he has Bay Lake Towers. So if I had wanted to stay at Bay Lake Towers, I could have gotten that earlier. Yes. So that's important, especially if you're doing the peer-to-peer rental. I mean, make sure if you've got to have a certain resort, I think you really want to go with somebody who has home resort privileges and can get you that reservation 11 months in advance because the most popular, I mean, if you're trying to do spring break week or Christmas week, those are going to be really, really hard to find the ideal rental for your family, especially if you're not doing it 11 months out. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. Um, I never have made, uh, I've had, have had success trying to go for a very peak week. I mean, when we did Alani, I think we did the first week of March, which was before the spring break rush. And we had no problem finding availability a few months out. Yeah. And then it also factors in when you are renting from a broker. Uh, David's Rentals, for example, will charge you an extra dollar per point when you are renting outside of that seven-month window. And I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense logically, right? If you are renting nine months out, then they need to use only the people who have that resort and there's going to be a lower supply there of points that they can use to rent to you. That's right. So yeah, book book as early as you can, but be aware there's a premium for doing that. Yeah. And so I think David's is $17 per point regularly. Um, And so if you are renting outside of the seventh month window, then it's $18 per point. So, you know, it'll add up. That's right. Like I said, prices are going up because I think when I rented five years ago, I may have paid $11 per point. Uh, and obviously, I paid less going through uh, doing the peer-to-peer at that point in time. So, yeah, get this deal while you can, because who knows whether this this will be as much of a hack, you know, three or five years down the line. Yeah, um, I paid through a friend between fifteen and uh, about fifteen dollars a point. So, you know, it's still you know it adds up. So, really quickly. I would say the pros of renting through a broker is it's like more professional. There's less worry. They kind of come with guarantees. The owner is not going to bail last minute because they are in a contract with a broker, but you're paying everything upfront and it's really tough to make changes. So that's kind of the pros and cons of renting through a broker. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, I hope that covers the the vast majority of the, the questions people have about this as a general matter. And, uh, I'm definitely going to be looking into it for my my next Disney World vacation as well, and always always for Alani for me. That's that's on the on the radar screen. Yeah, for Alani, like it's really tough to get money off the rack rates, especially if you're in peak season. Like we went in July. Um, oh, and we should note that the price and points does fluctuate between peak and off peak season, so it you know goes along with regular supply and demand. So you know, I don't think we would have done Alani without uh, renting DVC points, and even then, it still felt incredibly expensive, um, which is why I had to, you know, bring my parents into the room to pay for half of it. I'm such a, <laughs> such a noble son. I know babysitting too. Hey, so there's, there are benefits to that. Yeah. All right. Well, take us out with a Disney do or don't. Yeah. So one thing that you might be curious about is, you know, like we said, when you search a rental broker site, you don't have no idea if, if there are rooms open at the hotel or DVC rental property you want or not. So what I would say for a Disney do is you can check the 
space and availability for DVC rentals before you even go through a broker. broker. So you don't even have to pay that deposit. You can kind of see what's available. So if you go to this website, and we'll link to it in the show notes, tools.dvcvacations.com slash points dash calculator. Um, and this was given to me by Ed Pizzarello from the Miles to Go podcast. It's a great website. You essentially put in your dates and they'll show you what the cost is in points and also the availability for all 14 of the current DVC sites. So definitely check your availability beforehand and then you'll have a pretty good idea, especially if you're going through with with a broker, um, you know, whether you're going to get that property or not, because with the broker, essentially you put your request in and if they take it, you pay the money immediately. It's not like you go back and forth and talk about whether you want to do it or not. Great. I'm glad to know about the site because, uh, I had, I had no clue. So thanks, Ed. Yep. Thank you, Ed. If you're like me, you might get a little obsessed about seeing, you know, what's available when and planning trips that, you know, you would save a lot more money by just staying home for. Oh, look at all this availability this month. Maybe I should take a trip then. It's good. Anything that encourages more Disney trips. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So thank you so much, Leslie. That about does it for DVC rentals. Obviously, this is just a very brief and basic overview. So if you have further questions, please feel free to contact us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, Disney, Disney Deciphered, or on Twitter at WDWDeciphered. If you have any experiences with DVC rentals, we'd love to hear about it. You can contact us again at all those places. I think that will wrap it up. And so Leslie, I will see you at the villas at Riviera whenever that finally opens in the summer. Thanks, Jeff.